0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Short-term soybean price outlook diverges from long-term. When discussing one's perspective on commodity markets, it's always important to specify the appropriate time frame as short-term outlooks can obviously be much different than long-term outlooks and vice versa. I find this most fitting when analyzing the soybean market as we see a divergence between where prices will go toward the end of the year and where we will see them going into next year. It is no secret that soybean stocks are very tight and we believe could get even tighter. Anytime soybean inventories fall below 300 million bushels, we consider stocks to be tight as we have less than a month's supply on hand. The September USDA report lowered stocks to 220 million bushel, even after a reduction in both export and crush demand. USDA's conduct seems highly suspect as they have a history of moving numbers around to make sure soybean inventories remain above 200 million bushel. In reality, it is quite possible we are already below that threshold, but it may never be reflective in any of their government reports. Traders tend to focus more on the tangible aspect of supply. We can see the crop growing, progressing, flourishing, or digressing with our own two eyes. The heat wave in August-September is clearly going to have an impact on soybean yields, with widespread sentiment for an additional one bushel per acre cut to the national yield. We may not always know exactly what that yield cut should be, but we'll at least have some indication of which way the wind is blowing. It can be much more difficult to have a first-hand assessment to determine the day-to-day or week-to-week flow of exports and or crushings. This makes it easier for USDA to make changes that go by unchallenged. Cutting an additional bushel per acre would theoretically cut stocks another 82 million bushel or take inventories down to 140 million. We are not naive enough to think that USDA would ever let that happen. They will cut exports or cut crush demand in some manner as to limit the potential descent of these carryover stocks to fit their narrative. Another perspective would be to call this what it is rationing. Typically this is done with price and not just by USDA moving around numbers. The price has to rise to a level where demand is curtailed or some competitive supply alternatives arrive to satisfy the market. The point is that there is still reason to believe that in the short term, soybean prices have a lot more room to the upside. While we look for soybeans to eventually retest contract highs, we don't know when that will take place. We could have to get past harvest for that to happen. We also need to keep a careful watch on South American planting weather. Brazil is nearing their prime window to begin planting soybeans. Mato Grosso would ideally like to begin starting early October. However, forecasts show a hot, dry start to the season. Further south in Brazil, flooding could delay planting. In Argentina, the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange is quite optimistic about Argentina's crop prospects next season, looking for a major rebound in production. Although technically they have not gotten drought-breaking range yet, they expect soybean output to return to normal with 50 million metric ton, compared to last season's drought-impact at 21 million metric ton. Additionally, Brazil is also looking to add an additional 10 million or more to their 23-24 crop from last year. Those two countries combined would add an additional 1.5 billion bushels of soybeans in South America next season that we did not have this season. Furthermore, with higher U.S. soybean prices, we see U.S. farmers shifting acres to soybeans for the 24 crop. Farmers overdid it this year, planting more corn than the market needed, which will add to the large carryover. Our concern is that farmers will overcorrect next season, chasing soybean prices, which are currently more profitable. Anytime U.S. farmers collectively withdraw soybean acres, they give permission to Brazilian farmers to advance theirs by an equal amount or more. If we are to maintain our grip on the global soybean market, we need to maintain soybean acres closer to 90 million or risk losing ground to Brazil. That is why we feel that while the near-term outlook is positive for soybeans, the long-term outlook is more guarded. A footnote on cattle, tightening supply will continue to feed the bull while beef demand is rationed by high prices to starve it. New livestock insurance products appear to have come just in time to mitigate some of the risks for producers. On-feed, marketing, and placement categories will all down in the September cattle on-feed report with pre-report trade estimates coming close to matching USDA. Drought has been unrelenting, so it continues to push feeders into feedlots, and now they have new crop feed supply available in the bunks. The big change will come when the drought ends, and ranchers and stockers have a grass alternative to sending feeders to the feedlot. That will spur peak feeder cattle demand for this cycle. Not there yet. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Future trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. And each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. As performance is not indicative of future results. Yeah.